well. But the Lord began to help me as he always has and always will. I began to meditate on the Lord as coming here and the Lord began to put one word or two in my heart, this phrase, and I began to let the Lord lead me and guide me. And I believe it's going to encourage you, at least I hope that it will, if you'll apply it. I'm going to be reading over the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 24, verses 14 and 15. Not a pleasant time in King David's life, however, it happens to us all. Life is not always full with everything easy. There are things that come our way that we do not like, that we do not want. But nevertheless, sometimes by our own choice, like in this case, it comes. 2 Samuel 24, 14 and 15, And David said unto Gad, the prophet of course, I am in a great strength. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a pestilence, a plague, upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed. And there died the people of Dan, even to Bathsheba, 70,000 men. You may be seated. You say, Pastor, that's some kind of scripture that you're going to help us with joy. You just hold on a little bit. Amen. David, of course, here, for some reason, I don't know why, he wanted to number the people. His general came in and basically tried his very best to talk him out of that. But the king prevailed and he numbered the people. And after he numbered the people, he began to have conviction and he realized he had sinned. Tonight I want to leave this thought with you. It's a short thought if the Lord will allow me. But who knows? It is just simply two words. Hold on. Hold on. Glory to the Lord. And so the Lord gave David three choices through the prophet Gad. The first choice was seven years of famine. The second was three months fleeing before his enemies. And the last was three days of plagues or pestilence. How would you like to be in a great straight or trouble? How would you like to be in a place where the Lord would come to you and say, listen, I'm giving you three choices. Do you realize that none of these choices remove the great straight? There are times in our life that we can be in trouble. We can be pressed. We can be squashed, so to speak. Things not going near the way we want. We're so burdened. We're so loaded down. We can barely function in life. Have you ever been there? Are you there? And you would hope, oh God, remove these things from me. But that wasn't one of the choices. Here David was given three choices. Can you imagine? None of them applied to him. Even though he was the one that sinned. Sometimes our mistakes affect others, not so much ourselves. Sometimes they do. 
But here David had three choices. Would you like to be in his shoes? Seven years of famine. How many would die then? Three months fleeing from their enemies. How many would die there? Or just three days of plagues. We've been through a plague ourselves. That's right. There have been many apostolics lose their life. David did what we all should do. He said to the prophet, I'm in a great strait. I really don't know the right answer. I, I don't know which way really to go. I don't have a solution that I know will be the right solution. I am in a great strait. Oh, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we think we know the solution, but it may not be the solution. Normally, our solution is always the easiest, the best for us. We think. Hold on. So David basically said to the prophet, let me fall into the hands of the Lord, but don't let me fall to the hand of man. I'd rather the Lord make the decision. I'd rather the Lord guide my steps no matter what the outcome. Let me trust. Let me hold on. I do not want to do this on my own because it seems like sometimes my decisions make it worse. Are you with me? This word fall into the hand of the Lord. It means simply let me accept the will of God for my life. Whatever that is, whatever course I need to go on, whatever I need to go through, Whatever I need to endure, let me hold on to God. You see, too many apostolic brethren and sisters, when they get in a strait, when they get in trouble, when they get in a place that they feel so locked in, they begin on their own to make decisions that many times takes them right out of the church of the living God. But I've watched people that just fell into the hand of God, that accepted whatever God brought them. They went through it and God built something in them and strengthened them. And later on it became a testimony. Later on it became something that they held on to. You see, as the angel went through the camp of Israel, he began to kill 70,000 men. That's right. And God began to feel in his heart compassion and repented, changed his mind and told the angel, it is enough. You see, when we accept the will of God, whatever that is, even though we may not know, he will watch us and he will not put on us more than what he knows, not us. Because I've been there. God, I don't know if I this is just too much. I preached the reason. I don't know if I can. He knows. Let me accept the will of God, the hand of God. Because by doing that, who knows? Who knows as David when his son with Bathsheba, because he was conceived in iniquity, died. 
He fasted. He prayed while the child was alive. And he said, who knows if the Lord would repent and have mercy and the child lives? I don't know. But I know that me accepting God's will, me accepting God's hand, me accepting God as my Lord, me believing and trusting in God is the only way that I can see possibly His hand turn and mercy and compassion come into my life. If I resist the hand of God, it can only be worse for me, yes. not better. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to the Lord God of heaven. Hold on. Just accept. You're a lot of life. Wherever you're at, be content. How can I be content in misery? The joy of the Lord is in accepting the will of God. The joy of the Lord and the peace of God comes in. Okay, this is what has come to me. I'm going to hold on to God. He will see me through it. Like Job, you understand what I'm saying? What I'm trying to do tonight? I'm trying to get you to understand that there are unpleasant things in life. There are things that are just downright hard. Things we don't understand. Things we don't like. But they come anyhow. But I've got to accept it. I've got to say, okay, Lord, I'm here. You're here with me. You're in this with me. And Lord God of heaven, I'm going to fall into the hand of my God rather than the hand. You think of some other man? I don't think so. What about your own hand? What about my own hand? My own choices. I don't have that kind of wisdom. I don't have that kind of insight. But God does. He's already there. Let's read now in the book of Psalms. I believe that's my next scripture, I think. Whatever the next one is, Psalms 119.43. What does it say here? Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me. Trouble and anguish has gripped me. Yes. I didn't go looking for it. I tried to do everything I can to keep it from coming, but all of a sudden it stuck up as long as Ugly head and gripped me and held me. And what does it say? Yet thy commandments are my delights. Yet the word of God is my delight, my joy. Is what I accept. The next verse here. The righteousness of thy testimonies. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. And it gives me understanding. What? And, and I shall live. I shall live. I shall live. Does anybody here think of anyone that was in the church that used to shout, that used to enjoy the blessings of God, and they hit a hard time, whatever that was, and instead of holding on and accepting that and making the best of that, the next thing you know, you looked and they were gone. How's it working for them? How's it working for them? I'm going to tell you right now, I'd rather live in the house of God, with God, and have to go through anything He allows than to dwell out in the safety of wickedness that is going to destroy my soul. Amen. There is no peace for the transgressor. Amen. The way of the transgressor, the Bible says, is hard. They'll try to fool you, but you don't know their thoughts. You don't know when they lay down what they're thinking. They can try to blame the preacher. They can blame 
saying this or that, but the real, real story is they weren't willing to hold on. They weren't willing to go through. Even if it was sin in their life like David, he held on. He yielded to God. He said, I'm going to fall. I'm going to accept the will of God. God could have picked any of those. But I believe, this is what I believe, God picked the least amount of death because David yielded to him. Because you don't know how many would have died in seven years of famine. And you don't know how many the enemy would have destroyed by fleeing. Be careful. Sweet thing. And the choices you make. Hold on. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. If we're going to flee anything, flee lust. Don't flee from your trials. Come on, somebody. Don't run from the devil. Stand. That's Bible. After you've done everything you know to do, I'm yielding to God, I'm accepting God, and I'm standing, and I'm being right here in the church of the living God. I'm not going anywhere. Devil, you're not going to pressure me in my emotions, in my thoughts, uh, that it's better over there, it's better over yonder. Oh, I'm telling you right now, God will place you where He wants you. Hold on. What is my next scripture, Elder, if you would? For the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh-huh. Which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Many sorrows. Go ahead. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Flee evil. And follow after righteousness. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight? How do we fight? How do we fight? We don't beat the air. How do we fight? We fight by saying, God, thy will be done. Whatever it is, I'm holding on to you. I'm not letting go of you. Whatever you allow, then I know that it will be for my profit eventually. It will be for my good eventually. It will do something good in my life. Okay. 
They've got to be doing better than me. That is a lie. The worst thing living for God can never amount to what they say is their best day. Because I'm going to be honest with you, there are no worse days. Every day is a good day living for the Lord. I believe we got another scripture here. This is the scripture I'm going to close with. I told you it was a short message, but it says this, and I want you to hear me right now. I want you to understand that this is what David did. He fell upon the Lord. He fell upon the altar. And the Bible says here, whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall will grind him to power. To power. I'd rather have pieces that God can put back together and power that is blown away with the wind. There are some times in life that you have just got to fall on the hand of God. I don't like it. I don't understand it. It hurts. It's hard. It's overwhelming. It's wearing me out. I can't focus. But oh God, I'm not going nowhere. Lord God of heaven, I'm holding on. I'm falling down on you, God. I'm falling on the altar. I'm falling, God, and surrendering to the will of God. I don't want it to fall on me. To be crushed. To power. Wherever slight wind of God can take you to who knows where. I want to have something solid in my life. But God can do something with me. You are at your strongest, you hear me, when you are broken. Some of the most deep, powerful messages that I've ever preached in this ministry God has given me is when I've been at my brokenness. When I would be under my desk and didn't know if I could come out because of the pressure and load. But I got myself up. I strengthened my feeble knees. I picked up my hands and held down. I said, God, I'm going out and worship you. Soon as I got into the sanctuary, I felt the power of God and the brokenness. He flowed through me. You see, when you're broken, there are cracks he can move through. To surrender your will to His. Don't hesitate. Don't wrestle with it to your own destruction. Simple message, but powerful. Timely for some of you. Even in my own life. It hasn't been hard with all this, my wife and I have experienced one thing after another, but you have watched us hold on. You have watched her come in limping. You have watched her come in when she just got out of the hospital. Why? We know it's better to fall into the hand of God and accept God's will than to say, oh my, I can't do it. Why? Because one day, one day in glory, we'll 
and faithful servant. Plus the testimony that we're leaving for our grandchildren, our daughter and son-in-law, and yourself. I'm telling you, I know that it's made a difference in some of your lives because you know that no matter what, Pastor White will be in the house of God worshiping him. No matter what, Pastor White will preach the gospel. Hold on. When you don't know what else to do, accept your position in life and wait for the Lord. God will come. He will direct you. Don't direct yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God as we stand. This thought just came to me coming to church this evening. It's amazing what God will do. You just show up. You just show up. You say, okay, Lord, what is it you want? It's amazing what God will do in your life if you yield to the hand of God. It's not always easy. But it's always the right thing to do. Because it's the Christ thing. Put your hands together, magnify the Lord. Oh, come on, let's talk to the Lord. Thank God for his business. Thank God for his word. Thank God for everything that he's doing in our lives. Thank God that through the midst of it all, he did not need his will. He did not forsake his will. Neither will he need nor forsake you. He can be assured. somewhere. I don't really know. I know they're over to the educational building. Let us pray and bless the food this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this message and this time that we've had with you and you with us. The Lord God of heaven, we continue to pray one for another, especially those that are in need. The Lord God of heaven, the food, the Lord, may it nourish our body, not harm it, but strengthen it with thy service. And may this message always be close to our heart and our mind, that when times of trouble come, and they will, we will accept whatever the outcome. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you.